This week, my main YouTube channel crossed 150,000 subscribers. And on this episode, I'd like to share three important lessons that I've learned through my journey on YouTube. I'll give you some insight behind my channel and some inspiration for your own. It's all coming up in just a minute. Welcome to the Royish Good Looks Podcast, episode number 24. My name is Roy, and thank you for joining me. This is the show where I talk about my journey as a musician and YouTuber, and occasionally I talk about Star Wars too. Today is going to be mostly about YouTube. If you'd like to support this show and my music, consider joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks. Patrons get all sorts of cool perks. Otherwise, just give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Royish Good Looks. And of course, subscribe to the show wherever you're listening and drop a comment or a review. I would love to hear from you. And with that out of the way, let's jump in to the show. I've been on YouTube for over a decade and I've had a handful of different channels making music, making tutorials, podcasting, and I've watched and studied a ton of other YouTubers on top of that. I don't consider myself an expert, but I have had some modest success on YouTube, and today I'm celebrating hitting 150,000 subscribers on my main YouTube channel, Royish Good Looks, where I post pop rock music that's themed all around my favorite film franchise, Star Wars. And on this episode, I'm going to share some of my biggest takeaways leading up to hitting that milestone. So if you're thinking, hey, I'd like to start YouTubing or learn more about what it's like, then this episode is for you. The reason we're talking about this and why I'm so passionate about it is because YouTube really changed my life. It allowed me to begin a whole new career, to have more free time and to really feel fulfilled through my work. It's truly a blessing, and I want nothing more than you and everyone who's listening to be able to do the same for yourselves. It's absolutely possible. I'm not going to go over my whole backstory today on this episode, but if you're curious on the details of how I first started out and how I grew my main channel over time, I have a ton of other episodes that dive even deeper. I'll link a playlist to all of these more YouTube-focused episodes in the description, in the show notes. For this episode, I'm just going to share three big takeaways. And number one is, your dumb idea is a great idea. I believe wholeheartedly that anything is possible on YouTube. I think a lot of people get stuck on the idea of, well... No one is going to care about what I have to say. Somebody else is already doing it better than me. Or maybe no one's doing videos like this or talking about this topic. So I shouldn't even bother. They immediately doubt that they're even capable of pulling off a YouTube channel to begin with. But that is all just a self-fulfilling prophecy. You have to shift your thinking away from that. Whatever your interests are, that's more than enough to make 
any YouTube channel work, if you're excited about whatever it is you're making, I can guarantee you that others will be too. On my main channel, I write and record pop rock music set to lyrics about Star Wars. It is so incredibly silly. Who would want to hear Blink-182 meets Star Wars? Well, apparently, 150,000 people. And that's the beauty of YouTube. You'll find all of the other cool people who share your same interests and will appreciate your individual spin on whatever you're making. And I would even argue that the more unique or the more niche the topic that your channel is focused on, the better. I've been getting into more and more obscure YouTube channels myself. One of my recent favorites is all about mowing lawns. And I mean, haven't you ever heard the phrase, that's as interesting as watching grass grow or watching paint dry? Well, whoever said that clearly didn't have YouTube because it's actually incredibly interesting to see someone dive into the minutia of something as simple as mowing your lawn. And I would 100% subscribe to your paint drying time-lapse videos. And I think you'd be surprised at how many other people would too. So if it sounds silly, rest assured that you're in good company. Your dumb idea is a great idea. Number two, once you have an idea that you're excited about, don't plan on being an overnight success. Don't expect to go viral. And definitely don't compare yourself to another channel that's been doing it for a while. When I first started posting to YouTube, I thought every single thing I posted deserved to have a ton of views. I'd think, hey, I made this thing. I'm so proud of it. I worked so hard on it. It's just as good as everything else that's out there. And therefore, it's going to get a lot of views. And immediately after posting a new video, I would refresh the page and watch the view count like I was John Hammond in Jurassic Park. Come on, come on, come on, little one. Come on. <laughs> and when you do that, you never seem to see a number that satisfies you. And I know this because I still do it to this day, and I'm sure you will too. It's hard to ignore the stats. Getting caught up in the numbers sucks. It's especially rough when you're first starting out. Oh, wow, two views and zero comments. But if your first few videos aren't taking off, that is completely normal. You have to crawl before you walk. The views and the subscribers are probably not going to pop up overnight. Now, I was actually really lucky with my main channel. One of my first videos did go viral, and it certainly helped, but that one video didn't bring me all the way to 150,000 subscribers. It was everything else that followed it. The five or six more years where I posted 50 more videos getting better and better at my craft. And none of those follow-up videos were ever as successful as that one viral video. So you just can't count 
on the voodoo of going viral to make your channel successful. On this particular channel where I post the podcast, Royish Good Looks 2, I essentially started over again. And yeah, I would love if this podcast channel was bigger. I didn't know what to expect as far as views when I started the podcast, but I'd be lying to say I don't want more. Here I am in the crawl phase again. I've posted a new podcast week after week for nearly half a year. So if history repeats itself, I'm certain that I will see the payoff as long as I stick to it. And don't get me wrong, I do think that you should dream big. I hope you do go viral. I hope you do get lots of views and subscribers, but you should probably expect that it's going to be a little bit of a slow burn to get started. So the best thing you can do is make some simple, attainable goals to help grow your channel over time, like simply sticking to an upload schedule, making a video every month or every week, trying to improve your quality with each video, your delivery, the camera work, the lighting, the audio, the editing. I know these are obvious things, but that's the trick. There is no secret. It's a matter of putting in the time in the effort. You got to learn to love that crawl phase because it will inevitably lead to your success. Even if you're looking up to a YouTuber and it looks like they just have it all together and you could never be on their level, well, you should go to their channel page and sort all their videos from oldest to newest and check out some of the first things they were posting. You're going to find two things. One is that they probably have posted a lot more videos than you realize. They've been doing it for a while. But also, those first videos probably do not compare at all to where they are now. Again, I know it's obvious, but I find it really inspiring to see where other creators started because it puts it all into perspective. We're all human and we all got to start somewhere. Number three, YouTube is supposed to be fun. You should make videos that get you excited, that you're passionate about, that you have fun making. The co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak, has the perfect mindset when it comes to having fun with your work. I spent a long time in my life with skills just building little devices for fun. For fun is one of the key things because that drives you to think and think and think and make it better and better and better than you ever would if you're doing it for a company. Build things at first for yourself that you would want. I love his enthusiasm, even just in that little quote. So ask yourself, why are you even making YouTube videos? What do you want out of it? Are you trying to get a lot of views and make a lot of money? Or are you really doing it for you? This kind of relates to the whole going viral thing. It's easy to get caught up in the game, the algorithm, chasing trends. And some YouTubers might enjoy that chase. It's kind of your job to beat the system when you're making YouTube videos to constantly evolve and stay as relevant as possible. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But for most people, that chase is going to suck the fun out of it. I cut the clip a little short, but what Steve Wozniak goes on to say, 
you won't make your best work if you're just trying to please an audience or to follow the latest fads or just copy what everyone else is doing. This is another hard topic because YouTube will tell you how your latest video performed versus your last video. It essentially encourages you to make videos that perform well, which is helpful unless it's encouraging you to make videos that you don't actually want to make. It is very likely that this particular episode of the podcast is not going to do as well as the episodes where I talk about Star Wars or my Inside the Song episodes, but I'm making this episode because I want to. I want to commemorate hitting 150,000 subscribers and share a little advice at the same time. And that's what I'm doing. So I'm kind of breaking the rules, but that's part of the fun. On my main channel specifically, I don't even upload regularly. Last year, I released six videos, roughly one every other month, but I never scheduled any of them. And so far in 2021, I've only released two videos. If I was following the rules, I should definitely be making more videos. I would probably have even more subscribers and even more views. I'd probably be making more money. But that's not why I do it. I do what I feel like. What made you yell out that remark? I don't know. I do what I feel like. That's marvelous. I, I couldn't have put it better myself. I do what I feel like. The bigger your channel gets, the more you'll feel this external pressure to make more videos or make certain types of videos. But if you aren't enjoying it, if you aren't proud of your work, you got to remember that you don't have to follow the trends. If that means taking time away from making videos, which literally every YouTuber does at some point, that's totally okay. If that means you start making different stuff than you started out making, that's okay too. In the end, I'm certain that your intentions will show through in your work. If you aren't feeling it, your work is going to suffer and people are going to see that. But if you're enjoying the process, your work is going to be better for it and people will enjoy it that much more. So as your channel grows, I hope you remember why you started in the first place to try and tap into that inner child and get back to having fun with your channel. So now let's answer some Q&As about YouTube. The real Golden Llama asks, knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently? Were there any opportunities you jumped on too early or one you skipped but wish you took? Yeah, this is a great question. Everything makes sense in hindsight. So I think things worked out pretty well, but there is one massive mistake that I think I made very early on with my main channel, Royish Good Looks. I had a massively viral video and then I posted nothing for six months. I can only imagine how things would have shaped up if I was able to have the courage to post anything following that up. I didn't post a thank you video. I didn't make any new music. 
I was just completely stunned and frozen in place. I also didn't have any kind of YouTube mentor. So I should have found somebody else that had already been through that same scenario and maybe gotten some advice as to what I should have done if I just ripped the Band-Aid off and started posting more music. I think that would have cued people in like, okay, they're posting more and more, so maybe I should subscribe. I think when you just have one video and it goes viral, if there's nothing else on the channel, then probably a significant amount of people just leave. There's no reason to subscribe because it doesn't look like it's active. Unfortunately, I didn't have any great ideas at the time of what I should post next. So that's why I was saying, if you can have some sort of a routine, at least you'll have a fighting chance when one of your videos does go viral. You'll see all that traffic spill over to the rest of your channel. That's kind of an interesting exercise no matter where you are with your channel. What would you do if one of your videos got a million views? Anything is possible, so maybe start preparing for that. All right, if you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to show your support, consider signing up for my Patreon page. Patrons get all sorts of cool perks, like ad-free episodes of the podcast. You can ask me anything through Q&A threads every month. YouTube, songwriting, recording, Star Wars, anything. Everyone gets an answer, and I might even answer you on the show. I'll send you unreleased bonus songs every month. This month's bonus song is Baby Yoda, the acoustic version. If you're a creative person yourself, I'll check out your art, music, podcast, whatever you make, and give you my personal feedback. And you can even get your name listed as a producer on new podcasts and new videos. It's a whole community, and I would love for you to be a part of it. Plus, you'll be helping support this show and my music. If that sounds cool to you, sign up at patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks. Otherwise, just give me a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at royishgoodlooks. Join our private Facebook group called Royish Good Looks. And whenever you're listening to the podcast, share the episodes in your feeds and tag me. I really appreciate the help. I can't do it without you. So thanks for listening today. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Take care. Take care.